EST is sponsored by Pastor Talk by Lifeway. Join host Marty Dern as he interviews pastors, professors, authors, and other ministry practitioners. Pastor Talk gives you tools and encouragement to shepherd your flock well. Subscribe to Pastor Talk in iTunes or your favorite podcatcher, or listen online at lifewaypastors.com. Hi, and welcome to EST. If you love the established church, this is the place to have conversations about why the established church matters, how to better serve her, and to hear stories every week about how God is using the church for His glory and our good. The show is hosted each week by Sam Rayner, Josh King, and Micah Fries. We're glad you're here. Hey, what's up, and welcome to another episode of EST the podcast for and by the established church. As always, my name is Josh King, and I'm here with a friend of mine. Uh, Micah and Sam are unable to make it to a recording today, so I brought in a local friend of mine who actually pastors in a church nearby. His name is Mark Clements. How are you doing today, Mark? I'm doing fantastic. Good. It's actually cool to have you in the office so we can record this live. Normally, we do this through Skype, so it's different. It's different to do a podcast right across the room from somebody else. Mark, Tell us a little bit for our hearers, our listeners, your church, how long you've been there, that sort of stuff. So I'm 41 years old. Okay. I've been at New Liberty Baptist Church in the south side of Garland. Mm-hmm. Been there on staff for about nine and a half years. I've been lead pastor for the last four. I followed a long-tenured pastor. Pastor Ken Ashlock was lead pastor for 55 years. Wow. Uh, the last five, we transitioned and so for the last four, I've been lead pastor. So that's that's kind of my context. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that now that I'm thinking about this, uh, just hearing that again, being reminded by that, I think we could have a whole show just about the idea of following a tenured pastor. I don't think we've done that on EST, and that'd be a great conversation because the rule of thumb is you don't want to be the guy that follows a tenured pastor. That's what I've heard. Yeah. And there's merit to it. <laughs> there's merit. So that would be a great conversation because I don't think most guys would make it four years, uh, let alone even um, a year or so into that. And so that's going to be an interesting conversation, but that's not what we planned on talking about today. Today we're talking about, you know, scheduling your sermons out. I, I don't know that EST has covered this. I'd have to look back and see, but it's always something we could talk about again we are both sort of schedule happy kind of people. It makes us makes our day better. It makes us kind of better at our job. So we're going to talk a little bit about scheduling out your sermons in 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 bulk, long haul. So first of all, let me ask you this: What would be the argument? I've actually heard. Have you heard anybody argue against the idea of scheduling out your sermons? I, I actually have. Yeah. And what were those kind of complaints? It was um, the biggest. The biggest I've heard is you're you're taking away the freedom of the spirit to move on a Saturday night mm. as you prepare your sermon. <laughs> and my response is always uh, the spirit can move anytime, sure. not just on Saturday night. Right. Uh, yeah. So, so the um, same spirit that can inspire you on Saturday night can inspire you in November on what you're going to preach in April. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He is God, so he's he's capable of doing those sort of things. Indeed. Also, I'm not sure, and you know, some of our listeners may disagree with me. That's fine. You can um, air those disagreements on Twitter at EST Church. We would love to hear it. But I'm not sure I would call what you do on Saturday night if you don't have a sermon yet preparation. <laughs> <laughs> It's cramming. It would be uh, cramming, be scrambling, stressing out. Yeah, yeah. 
So, yeah, that's not something that I would actually do. So tell me about your approach to this. How do you schedule this out? I've got you and I were talking earlier before we started recording about sort of the approach that we're going to do here at Saxe Church. I think it's different. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you about it and also share it on the on the podcast because I'd love to hear some feedback on it. But let's hear yours first. What's, what's going on? What Y'all just got done with this. That's right, yeah. And how long did you go? So um, I, I incorporate our staff into the planning process after I've already pretty much set aside a good week or two uh, of praying and planning and um, – and it takes a couple weeks, and I I usually do it this time of year for the following calendar year. So mm-hmm. uh, I plan January 2018, and it just so happens that um, I want to preach through Romans. Um, okay. So I can't get through Romans in a year um, or a, a half a year. So that my planning calendar actually took me into 2019. Okay. Um, so um, I'm still trying to figure it out, honestly. I haven't figured it out. Uh, the best way to do it, I've made a lot of mistakes. You know, one of the complaints against planning that we just mentioned was, you know, you kind of take away the freedom, the flexibility. I ran into that issue uh, last year, last couple of years, because I, I make my calendar, I make my preaching calendar, and then um, when you have, for example, this past year, I had four Sundays to preach through the book of Ruth. Well, mm-hmm. one Sunday, it just so happened that it was a special occurrence, this event happened on the calendar and we had to address it. We had to kind of set it aside. Well, I I didn't build in any flexibility in my calendar, which is a huge mistake. And I would Mm. say build in flexibility. Now I'm, now I've done it. Okay. Uh, But I didn't build in flexibility. So I had to preach through Ruth in three Sundays, which Mm. uh, that's not fun. Right. It's not fun at all. Um, So, um, so that's what I've done. I've planned through, uh, through next year. I've built in, uh, cushion Sundays, I would say, in between series, I've okay. I've allowed a Sunday off so that uh, we can preach a you know a one off, have a guest speaker. If mm-hmm. if a national occurrence takes place, I can address it. And uh, those seems those things uh, seem to happen uh, so, recently. Okay, so we could pick up a couple of things for our listeners and people planning out a preaching schedule here. If you're going to do this, you need to build in some buffers. Absolutely. Anything else you would just go ahead and put, even before you have a text, you're just sitting down, you got a blank calendar in front of you. We've got the idea that we're going to put some buffers in between our series. That's a that's a goal. Any other staples? They're just going to be there before you even have a a text lead. Oh yeah. Well, you you look at the the nationally observed holidays. Okay. Okay. So that's what I do. I look at the calendar. I find I find the date for Easter. I found mm-hmm. the date for Mother's Day, for Father's Day. Now, do you um, preach special sermons for those? Uh, I, I try to if I can. Okay. Uh, I, I did it this past year, and it worked really well. We I, I wanted to preach through Ruth and end on Mother's Day, Okay. Uh, and that's what we did. I just didn't get to spend as much time as I wanted to. Okay, yeah. And then I preached some David, characteristics mm-hmm. of David, King David, and it and it ended on Father's Day. Okay. Know? So I, I kind of like to do that if right. possible. Um. Don't do too much. Um, in the past, we've done Independence, July 4th kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We, we recognize it, um, sure. but I don't preach a series around it. Mm-hmm. Um, back to church time, this time of year, um, like to kick off series uh, for the fall. Uh, so we'll be, we always try to do that. And then, of course, Christmas calendar. Uh, so you, I look at, I find those dates. You know, what are those dates? What are the, what are the uh, feasible 
number of weeks leading up to those those recognized holidays. Right. And, and we do Mother's Day big. We do Father's Day big. Mm-hmm. Of course, we do Easter and Christmas. So. Yeah. Um, I think we approach it the the uh, a slightly different way. We don't do really anything other than Christmas and Easter. And we'll do a full Advent, um, and then we'll do Palm Sunday and Easter. And um, for our church, it's a little different, which is, which, of course, because I'm just different. But the Palm Sunday is the one time a year that we um, do the Lord's Supper. So we only do the Lord's Supper one time a year, and we do it on Palm Sunday. So wow. there's um, there's some other differences with that. But we also do Advent. I don't do anything for any other holiday, whether it's patriotic or familial. We do recognize, though, sometimes. There'll be a little video before I preach, you know, one of those funny videos. It's something about moms, and we'll say, if you're a mom here, you know, mm-hmm. glad you're here. And then sure. we go on. We don't do the gifts anymore. We've, we just kind of got away from that. We thought about doing it at one time, but the, we came to the conclusion there's nothing we could afford that they would want. Exactly. <laughs> and everything yeah. we could afford, they don't want. So... So we kind of moved away from that. I wish, you know, I've seen some guys since or some churches since have some great ideas for that. But there's that. The other, well, let me ask you this. And this would be another thing that would be great on Twitter if somebody has some ideas. Do you preach on those, let's say the holidays that you know are going to be low um, for whatever reason? Um, we've got, the city I'm, I serve in has two different school districts. And I forget what the date is, but next year looking at the calendar, there's a date at which one of the school districts is off on the Friday and the other school district is off on the Monday. Pretty much nobody's going to be here that Sunday. Everybody's going to take a massive holiday that week. Um, Do you preach on those holidays or is that the time that you toss it off? And the reason I'm asking this is that we've noticed on the days i don't preach we have a like a lot of guests there'll be you know four or five families and they're legitimate visitors they're not just out of town visitors they're like well it's a holiday we decided to kind of visit other churches and i'm thinking to myself well maybe i should have preached because it's not always our a team that's up there on the that time you know so do you preach on those days or you toss that uh i don't i don't intentionally toss Anything. Okay. One of the things we've discovered at our at our church is that the Sundays we anticipate low attendance, everybody shows up, mm-hmm. uh, guests or whatnot, kind of like what you just described. Uh, so w- I cannot I cannot anticipate anything uh, anymore. Even our summer attendance uh, was larger this year than it than it has in the past. I don't know why, wow. but it was. So so I don't take into account off Sundays. Now I do share the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we have a student pastor who who uh, is a good speaker. He preaches. I, he preaches probably once every six Sundays, mm-hmm. and then uh, we have some we have some younger pastors. I've worked in um, I've worked in one of our Criswell students next year on the calendar. I've already got him uh, written in. Is that Sam? That's Sam. He's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> if anybody's looking to hire somebody, it's Dylan from Mark. <laughs> His name is Sam Johnson. Uh, <laughs> That's not his name. Uh, no, that's not his name. I'm not <laughs> going to tell you his name. Uh, anyway, yeah, I've got I've got him, but but I don't count those as as off Sundays. I'm, obviously, I'm not preaching, but mm-hmm. um, but we don't we don't stray from series, even with those uh, guest speakers or alternate speakers. Um, 
Sorry. Uh, what, <laughs> so. ab- what about um, what about those those uh, Sundays you were talking about in between series? Are those times where you share the, the pulpit? Th- those are times when I'm when I might. Uh, okay. Like I said, I haven't I haven't done that yet, and this is my first time to plan that plan those buffer Sundays. So, um, so we'll see what that we'll see what that's like. I sure. really I really don't know. I, I'd love to bring in a guest, and right I, now I have the flexibility to do that. Okay. So. So we've got buffers, we've got holidays that you're going to consider based on your church. Some churches do the big Independence Day, some churches do big Mother's Day, Father's Day, I don't know what other ones are, Easter, um, of course, and Christmas. So we've got those in there, then we've got buffers. So if if it's the first time that you're planning one of these, if you're looking at your schedule, realize that once you put those in place, you've then got these chunks of weeks, you know, that are like... Okay, so I could do a four-week series here or something like that. Are there um, sizes of series you like to stick within, maybe four or six? Uh, so for me, no, I don't. You know, it, it depends on it depends on what I'm preaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to preach um, expositionally through a book of the Bible mm-hmm. at least once a year, and then the other series are typically just topical right um not that i not that we don't expose text but we sure you know what i'm saying yeah so, yeah um well everybody knows if you're a topical preacher you're not a real pastor <laughs> <laughs> uh so that's, anyway. that's the fear anyways um <laughs> but yeah so uh so i'll have um i'll have uh next year i'll have for example uh i'll have an eight week uh, series okay um this this year we we're doing i'm preaching to ephesians starting next sunday okay and it's going to take the rest of this year all the way through thanksgiving and then it's going to take like the first eight weeks of next year mm. to finish ephesians mm. um so that's you know that's two segments of one series and that's sure. super long and yeah. it's the same title same theme yeah same motif uh, that's going to be carried over across the new year. I've never done that before. So we actually did that, that the first time this year. We did Hebrews that way. We did. Uh, there was a block there in the spring that I could do the first half of Hebrews, and then we just this last Sunday wrapped up Hebrews. And during the summer, we had a different series, completely different series, and it just made sense to break them up sure. and to do different things. And it was it was pretty good. So did it work out? Yeah, for a longer series, um, which I say a longer series. I think that. That thing lasted uh, 11, 12 weeks, 13 weeks. And for a series that long, you it would feel real long to go all the way through it. But it didn't feel bad because yeah. it was, you know, two six, a mm-hmm. six and a seven. It was not too bad. Yeah. I read somewhere or actually talked to some people, you know, Gateway Church over in South Lake. A lot of people know Carrie Joe, but, you know, in church. But they actually discovered through their just their own observation. So this isn't scientific, but after four weeks, most people just drop interest. Hmm. They'll give you four weeks. And I've, I've discovered this to be true even more so on say like Wednesday night, uh, Bible studies, you know, after you can have, let's say 25 people sign up for your Bible study. They'll be there the first week. Definitely the second week they're going strong. Third week, you get a little bit of drop off, but after the fourth week, they are gone like your numbers go down to 11 and then that 11 will finish out the rest of the Mm -hmm. the bible study so we've tried to apply that to not necessarily only do four week series but to change something up around the four or five mark and Mm -hmm. so i don't know how Mm -hmm. other people feel about that but i know some folks just you know they'll 
they have no qualms with preaching through sure. Genesis for five years, you know. And, oh yeah, and if yeah. that's what they want to do. That's, I think that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying something different with Romans next year. Um, it'll be we'll be pre I'll be preaching through the entire book of Romans, and it's going to take it's going to take you know a solid at least a year. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it's going to be taking about a year and a half. Mm. Um, but it, but it's not going to be the same series. In other words, we'll we'll do multiple series from the book of Romans. Right. Um, with completely different graphics, different thrust, different themes, different motifs. Um, so we're going to try that out to get through the whole book. And not that, you know, not that it might, might not get boring, but it's, mm-hmm. but it's going to be, it's going to be different themes as we work through the book. So yeah. we'll try that out. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that. Uh, let's talk about, you know, in, in just a second, let's talk about breaking up the series and longer series and how to approach those longer series. You've been listening to EST, a conversation about the established church with our hosts, Sam Rayner, Josh King, and Micah Freeze. We'll be back shortly after a brief message from our sponsors. Hey, this is Josh. I wanted to take a few moments just to talk to you about one of our EST sponsors, Trained Up. As a pastor, you know that you need to train your volunteers. You also know that that is one of the hardest things possible to do trying to get their schedules in order, trying to get everybody to show up, planning and organizing the whole thing can take a lot of your pastoring time away from you. With this resource, Trained Up has not only cut the amount of training meetings in half, it's also significantly increased participation by up to 40%. And that's a win for everybody. Not to mention that Trained Up already has courses built in with just about every ministry area you can think of. So even if you don't know what to cover, they've got you covered. And now for a limited time only, Trained Up is offering a 50% discount on their multi-ministry package for two years. Go to trainedup.org to get started today. Thank you to our sponsors who help further the mission of EST. If you'd like to partner with us and have us spotlight your ministry, go to estchurch.com for more information. Now, let's get back to the show. So we've been talking about doing our sermon series, and particularly one of the topics that we've brought up is breaking apart a longer series. So uh, my guest today is Mark Clements. He's a pastor in um, the larger city that I'm sort of a suburb of, Saxe's kind of a a suburb of Garland, um, even though the people of Saxe really don't admit that or they try to avoid saying that. But Saxe is a suburb of Garland in the Dallas Metroplex area. And uh, Mark was just sharing with us that Romans, he's going to attack Romans over a year and a half. And I've got a similar situation, but you you said something interesting there that not a lot of of guys think through or, or, or preachers think through is breaking up those longer series into smaller series. Mm-hmm. You're still going to go straight in order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you'll do Romans 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. And, but you're going to break it up. Tell me about that. How are you going to break it up and and why? What's the approach to that? Well, um, the big why is just for um, creativity and interest's sake. Um, but also, uh, not every book is this way, but the Book of Romans is. Sure. You know, you can you can look at uh, the Book of Romans and see the segments, um, different um, mm-hmm. different purposes for different chapters, and mm-hmm. um, it really lends itself. Uh, to breaking it up that way, so mm-hmm. um, so instead of uh, instead of just going through the whole book and say you know the whole book of Romans here's the title of the series for the next year and a half Romans uh, Romans yeah uh, yeah 
Um, I actually learned this from Pastor Brian Carter, who pastors Concord Church over in Dallas, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he uh, he shared he shared uh, with a lot of pastors uh, kind of his approach to tackling this book of Romans, and uh, and so I. I I thought, well, I'm going to try that. You know, I've never tried that before. I usually, if I'm preaching through a book of the Bible, it's one series, and we're going to make our way through it. Yeah. Um, so this will be something new. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Romans lends itself to breaking sure. up mm-hmm. different focuses, different purposes. And, mm. uh, so we did this once through Exodus. We took over. I think it lasted the full year to go through Exodus, and we only went up to chapter 20. And the idea, we really kind of. Like you're saying there, it it lends itself to, for lack of a better word, episodes. So you've got this episode of, um, you know, Moses being born, all of that sort of stuff, the the basket, the Nile, all that. So you've got these two or three weeks there. Then you've got an episode of him kind of discovering himself, pre-fleeing Egypt, um, discovering his calling, all that sort of stuff. And then you've got the bush. Then you've got the actual confrontation, then you've got the plagues, then you've got the desert. So you've got all of these different episodes. And so we did these shorter series and we called them things like, there was a series called I Am. And that was the series at the bush, you know. And then there was a series, um, Backside of the Desert. That was him nice. fleeing and things. And to the average attender, you just, these are different series. And sure. we were even specific to the point where like if my graphics for, one series were real dark and heavy and, you know, a lot of grays and red and stuff. The next series was very light and bright. And so where the graphics would just change visually. But we went exactly in order. I mean, just mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five. And even one time, I think one of the series broke a chapter in half. So we stopped at like this chapter, verse six. And this next series started at verse seven, you know, and just kind of yeah. carried it on. So yeah. I find a lot of benefits for that. You know, another benefit for that is communicating to the church a reading plan. Mm-hmm. You can just keep going through the reading plan and saying, this mm-hmm. is the next text that you're going to do. Yeah, absolutely. Do you guys do, do, do sermon-based small groups at all? We do. Our life groups um, meet uh, during during the school year. Mm-hmm. So, And uh, our life group curriculum is sermon-based, sermon-driven. Okay. Um, so, And I wouldn't call it – curriculum is a <laughs> – that's not the right word. It's Discussion questions. Discussion yeah. guides, mm-hmm. exactly. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, and so that that means again, that's where sermon planning comes in. Really helpful. You, it's very beneficial to yeah. have that. So th- because I have to, I have to send my my sermon that I'm going to be preaching on Sunday has to be finalized and emailed no later than Monday afternoon. Wow. So, which means I've got to build it the prior week. So my my weekly sermon building is. Uh, for one sermon, it starts on Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll I'll fill in the outline. Um, I'll kind of marinate on that sermon over the weekend. Um, but usually I put it away Thursday afternoon, focus on that coming Sunday sermon. And sure. then Monday morning I pick it back up and f- fill it in and finish it out and email it by Monday afternoon. Right. Okay, so. cool. Yeah, So, and that's one of the things that's so helpful is a lot of – I think pastors build a lot of stress into their schedules without realizing it. If you just already know what mm-hmm. you're about to preach. So yeah. I'm a big fan, of course, of word search. A lot of people have heard me talk about word search Bible. I already know. And so when I come in on Monday afternoon, that's when my sermon prep for the the week starts. Uh, I just look up what text I'm supposed to be preaching, do what's called an instant verse, verse search on, on word search, pull all the, the commentaries and the content that I want 
and then I just start. It's not, you know, you, you don't have to so much worry about what am I going to preach? When's the last time I preached this? Am I still preaching the same? You know, you just, there's a lot of yeah. thinking that you should go ahead and, and get out of the way there. So Absolutely. let me tell you, we, we've got just a little bit of time here. Here's the idea that, that we're approaching. I'd love your feedback on this. So there's this Bible reading plan called E100. I had never heard of it, but I found it in the U version app when I was just looking for a new, um, you know, uh, personal reading plan. It's it's essential 100, I think, is what it's what it means, and it is the 100 most essential passages of the Bible. Now, all of them are essential, of course, but this is the highlights, and I've really, really enjoyed it because you just don't get into that mundane stuff, you know, and. I mean, I'm a I'm a pastor. I'm a student of the word. All of it's beautiful, but some of it is harder to plow through, and none of that's in here. So I was talking to some of our staff, and we thought about this idea of just taking that plan and preaching through it. So some of it's very short. Psalm 23 was, you know, that's a short week. Psalm 100, short week, but or a short day. Then on one day, you had to read, you know, all of Ruth. And as I was sharing with you. One day, I, or yesterday, I read um, nearly the whole second half of Acts because that was just what the text says, and these are essential passages. And then Romans is one chapter. I already looked ahead and saw that. It's just chapter 8. That's all that they're going to have you read. So we're going to take, we broke it up. You're talking about a year and a half of essentially the same sermon series. It's We're just going to go straight through the Bible. The, the drive is that at the end of that, I'm sorry, two and a half years, the drive of that is at the end of that, we can say we preach the overarching narrative of the Bible. Mm-hmm. But the problem is what we've already talked about. That could get really mundane. That could get really the same graphic and stuff like that. So what is your process in breaking apart that thing? So this this Bible reading plan already breaks it into 20 small chunks of five. So they have in the beginning... And it's just five five um, sections from the beginning when the world was created. And mm-hmm. um, I think that goes all the way through Babel. So you've got these five, uh, these 20 sections of five. What's your process of actually coming up with like a theme for that? Like you're going to do for Romans and, and artwork and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so um, that's a good question. <laughs> the... <laughs> Um, I take a, like I said, I take a couple weeks, uh, at the end of the summer mm-hmm. and I just look at, look at where the church is, what we've gone through, what, right. what do we need? Um, what do we need most? I'll, I'll pull the staff and say, you know, what are we, what are some of the glaring obvious needs that our church family has? Mm-hmm. And, um, and then they'll give me their responses and then I'll, and typically, like I said, I like to, I like to preach through a new Testament book. I like to preach through an Old Testament book, if possible, maybe one of the prophets. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but then I just, again, I, I like to let the text speak for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's my guide, is okay. letting the text guide me. It's it's like Ephesians, you know, we're going to get, I'm going to preach through the first four chapters of Ephesians between, between September 17th and Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but then there's, there's going to be a, five week, six week break for Christmas and New Year's mm-hmm. um, that will focus on Advent and sure. then pick it back up with chapter five and chapter six. Right. But there's kind of a natural break there. Um, the the you know the, the benefit is um, that we're gonna that we're gonna get through the book. The benefit also is that we're gonna allow this text to speak uh, speak for right. itself. Um, 
when it comes to when it comes to design graphics and things like that i um when i create my preaching calendar mm-hmm. um i'll i have a i have assigned texts for each sunday um each series has i'll, I'll write up a, a synopsis mm-hmm. of each series what text we're going to be preaching through what's the purpose of the series what what do i want um the church member the average church member to come away with, to walk away with, to know, to experience as a result of this sermon series. Right. And then what I do is I send that to, <laughs> I send it to our, um, our media ministry uh, chair, mm-hmm. the, the guy who's in charge of. So this is a volunteer. This is a volunteer who's mm-hmm. in charge of communications and basically everything that gets publicly out there, either through advertisements or through social media he has his fingerprints on or it passes through him as mm-hmm. he applies our branding guide. Okay. And so I send it all to him and I say, Hey, here's where we're going. And so he just, he takes it and he mm-hmm. goes with it. And that's something I should point out here. Neither of us have a creative staff, you know, like <laughs> some guys have a videographer and uh, yes. you know, a stage design and makeup artist. Uh, we don't have those. And so this is just stuff that we're doing on our own. Yeah. So I pay his uh, Adobe, subscription okay yeah the, yeah uh, that's it okay <laughs> i pay for his software subscription <laughs> but uh, he, he is worth way more than that sure uh, yeah but we actually have that here too um but it's me i <laughs> i design it on photoshop the the other thing that i would just a helpful hint for people who are trying to plan this far out in advance you can come up with titles or come up with series titles that maybe describe the setting of the text but not necessarily the application of the text because that's where you can get in trouble Mm -hmm. so if you're planning a series and you just roughly read a chunk of text and you're like oh i think this is all about being a christian father Mm -hmm. so you call your series that's not for another seven months uh four four lessons on being a christian father well then you get to that and you're actually doing the prep and you start reading this and you're like this isn't about being a Christian father. And so you're like, you have fenced yourself in. Mm-hmm. And so you can either scratch the title, come up with a new one, which is probably the best approach. Mm-hmm. Or you try to shove the text into the title mm-hmm. and the graphics that you already made, which is not a good approach. So um, just try to, that's why with our series and stuff, like I shared with you, the Exodus series, Backside of the Desert, I could go anywhere, wherever the text exactly. was going to go with that. And yeah. I Am series, that just came straight from the text. He's, we did a couple um, weeks on his conversation with God at the bush. So, uh, you know, don't don't box yourself. And I think that's a fear some preachers have. Like if I plan this thing out and I get there, it may not fit where I'm going yeah. to get there. And, and that's another good reason to avoid, you know, surrounding series with, national holidays mm-hmm. you know uh, I, I think your approach is wise you're you're kind of open to whatever may come along mm-hmm. you know for us we we don't do a gigantic mother's day but mm-hmm. we do do baby dedications we do recognize the moms and and so i want to build a series that leads up to mothers you mm-hmm. know mother's mm-hmm. day and kind of culminates and the same with father's day um you do have to be very careful with the texts you choose and um and that kind of thing to make yeah. sure it, it fits. And we do all of that. We just divorced all of that from the sermon. Yeah. So the sermons just keep going through, but we'll do baby dedications when sure. uh, a child is born and the parents want to do that. Uh, we just kind of lump that into the ending matters, you mm-hmm. know, when we present new members, when we do all that kind of stuff. 
Um, this week we're going to have a prayer for fathers and we're going to dedicate, we have a Bible ceremony for the, the we're going to do that all at the end. Of, and I'm not really preaching on any of that. Uh, it's just whatever the next text is. Sure. So, you know, that, that all kind of goes through there. So Mark, thanks for jumping on the show today. Really appreciate My your pleasure. insight on that. Two just normal guys, normal sized churches, uh, you know, and we've had our struggles, our ups and downs, but we're hoping that if you're listening to our show, you've gotten something out of this and maybe encourage you to think through your scheduling and what you're going to do over the next year. Thanks again for joining us on the show. Shout out to Stacy Taylor, Stacy Lee, L-E-I-G-H 37. Um, she, she lives in Lexington, Kentucky, follows us on Twitter, and we always appreciate people following us on Twitter. You too can follow us on Twitter at EST Church. Also, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you do that, as the lady at the end of the show will let you know. Uh, thanks for listening. Talk to you later. You've been listening to EST, a discussion for the established church. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, as well as subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for listening. Support for EST is provided by Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. The mission at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary is to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ by equipping students to serve the church and fulfill the Great Commission. The school is located in Wake Forest, North Carolina, and offers more than 40 different degree programs ranging from Associate of Divinity to Doctor of Philosophy. With more than 3,400 students enrolled, Southeastern trains future and current ministry leaders to lead effectively, study the Word diligently, and preach the gospel unashamedly. Learn more about Southeastern by visiting www.sebts.edu. And come check out our campus to see how you can join the Southeastern family and learn how to go to reach your community, your nation, and your world. Wherever you're going, Southeastern will help you get there.